1: My name is Nigel. Jason Hammer is here. It is the Hammer Nigel Show. As we do every Wednesday, we'll bring on special guest Tony Kennett on the drivehubler.com hotline. Tony writes for The Daily Signal, was uh, an administrator, a STEM administrator for IPS. We'll start with something that's really in your wheelhouse. And um, we we briefly mentioned it last week, and there's kind of an update. There are two, a, a total of three. Fairfax County High Schools in Virginia that admitted they didn't inform their students of their National Merit Awards. So I mean so these Thomas Jefferson High School of Virginia is one of the top high schools in the country. They it's failed the to... The
2: top high school in the country. Is it
1: the number one? Okay so they failed yep. to notify students that received the National Merit Awards based on their SAT scores and it's all having to do with equity and inclusion and they didn't want to hurt the other students feelings. Let's Let's drill, let's dig into the weeds in this specific situation and there are two other counties there that did that and then maybe we'll go big picture and and see exactly what's happening here across the country.
2: So, first of all, this is not the first problem we have had with Thomas Jefferson STEM High School over in Virginia. They were under investigation by the state of uh, Virginia before, uh, because, uh, or at least they were reviewed by a judge before, uh, because there was a situation in which they had limited the number of Asian-American students that could apply and attend the school. So they've instituted these racial quotas. I guess that they figure that Asian students have it too good in the United States. At least that's kind of the equity theory is that some races have They're too good. So you got to hold them back, which is, of course – Racist. a really horrid thing to think. Uh you know segregation, kind of bad. Uh and this school has doubled down on equity by saying, well, we don't want kids who maybe didn't study or maybe didn't do as well. You know, it's the number 1 high school in the country. Most of their students are intelligent. Those yeah. who get in are, are very smart. Uh, We don't want to make kids that didn't get on the honor roll feel bad. So what we're going to do is we're going to withhold information from students that made the National Merit Awards. Uh, We're just going to withhold that information well past when they could submit that to colleges. You know, that changes admission for a lot of universities. And that way it's just equitable. And that's a really horrible thing. At first, the school said it was a clerical error. Uh, we actually no. have screenshots of the official statement. Now it's coming out that, no, this was actually planned from the beginning. And it's, it's been so going on for years. Oh, yeah, it's been going on for years. Their, their idea is that there might have been 1,200 students that were affected by this policy. Wow. Now, Tony,
0: how many people go into a decision like that at a school? Because I got a feeling it wasn't just one rogue, woke employee. Multiple people had to have been in the know to say, you know what, I know this student over here has worked really hard, but we don't want to hurt the feelings of the kid next to him that's asleep on his desk that's got weed hanging out of his pocket. How many people were involved in this type of decision?
2: Well, we're not sure yet, but I can tell you what my experience is uh, if a similar school district, at least in size, with the Indianapolis public school system, which I was in. So what happens is someone comes, some administrator, some, you know, usually on the counseling side of things, comes up with this great idea for equity. Oh, it's so we're going to limit the number of students that can receive awards and when we tell them. And so then they'll send that through the racial equity department. So all of these people that make a lot of money to actually have flunked most of their English and math classes in college, they'll get together and they'll decide how wonderful it is to come up with these policies. They'll bring that before the director of racial equity in, in Indianapolis case, Jiggle and Jowls Patricia Payne, the, the wonder race leader. <laughs> oh, man. And then they'll bring yeah. that forward to the whole staff of, of the, like the upper echelon director staff. And it it won't be for a vote. They'll say, like, well, we're just going to do this now because it's equitable. And then the superintendent will bring it into, you know, actually bring it forward and, and pass the motion, often without the, super, the school board even knowing about it. That's probably what happened here in Virginia. A lot of administrations and schools think they can just do whatever they want because they know better than you.
1: What does it mean for a student to receive a national merit award based on their SAT scores, and what could it mean for their chances into getting into the college of their choice or a better college that's out there, and and what would it do to hamper their chances if that information was withheld from them?
2: The National Merit Award is given to students who show excellent academic prowess, and it is done over a period of time, at least in monitoring, when certain uh, qualifications are met. So you get a certain score on the SAT. That also shows that you have a lot of acumen, that you've been paying attention, that you've been studying, that you've been putting a lot of work into your classes. A lot of people don't just walk into the SAT, walk out and ace it, as many of us know. And that award is supposed to be given to you to then send to colleges, to send to employers that show, hey, I'm not only intelligent, but I'm also hardworking. I can take difficult subjects. I can break them down. I can remember a lot of impressive things. That shows that I am ready to basically make you proud in the adult world. That, that's what colleges want to hear, right? College Colleges want really good uh, alumni. That's That's what they're after. And so – the idea of students submitting those by a certain amount of time is that colleges have admission deadlines. So if you send a college uh, this you know, certificate that you have won this National Merit Award, then colleges are more likely to look at you, especially Ivy League schools, take this stuff very, very seriously. They're willing to look at this, and uh, from that point, uh, usually – uh, it will speed up your admissions process. Uh, we don't know exactly uh, which Ivy League schools hold it in the highest regard. They don't exactly publish that information. But it's a very good thing to get the National Merit Award.
0: Does this affect scholarship money? Because this is something I'm you know, dealing with as a parent right now of a high school senior that's going to college next yeah. year. We've got one scholarship lined up, but you know, we're always trying to apply to get more money coming in. I'm not Mr. Moneybags here. so every little bit helps. I'm sure a lot of these parents probably felt the same way that I did.
2: It's critical for scholarship applications. So many scholarships that are not done by nonprofit organizations that may be done by an individual or family foundation these foundations look for the best, the shining candidate and there are several spaces where you can list academic awards that you have achieved that show the, the family or donor or the foundation board that you are the candidate that has worked the hardest, that is the most deserving of the scholarship, that you exemplify all of the adjectives that this scholarship organization puts on their website. And so that's like very, very important. So to put a very – I I was uh, appointed to the U.S. Military Academy at West Point. That was something I could put on scholarship forms. Hey, I got an appointment to West Point. That made it more easy for me to get scholarships because that's not something everybody gets. The National Merit Award functions very similarly. That goes on your – your resume, your application uh, to the scholarship, it definitely increases your chances.
1: And So so facet. basically, at its essence, when you talk about um, equity and inclusion, um, somebody that wins an academic reward and we're not told about it in order to keep the other kids who didn't win it from feeling bad, that, that captures kind of, that encapsulates this whole problem with uh, diversity, equity, inclusion in schools.
2: Yeah, it's kind of like, a well, if if this kid's not getting into college, nobody's getting into college. Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, but at the same time, it's very believable because these loons have ruined education entirely.
0: And listen, I don't know the races of these kids that received the awards. I've seen a couple of their parents doing interviews, but I just have a gut feeling here, Tony, that if all of these kids that had won this merit award— Were minorities, they would have been awarded that right
1: away. But see, but see, that's the thing: Asian Americans have won this award, and were it it kept them from them, it was kept from them. Are are they not in the minority category? Well, they're not one of the oppressed minority
2: categories. Unbelievable! They're they're not considered oppressed the same way that that Cuban Americans or Jewish Americans or many other groups of of ethnic. histories that have been successful in American society. They're not oppressed enough so that they don't get to qualify. And this is the same way with racial quotas in hiring circumstances. Yes. We really we need a diverse staff um, or in the case of uh, this Thomas Jefferson High School wanting certain racial quotas. You and I both know that if it was a majority number of black students at that school and more black students applied to get into that school, they would get in without any look at the percentages of races. But if anyone else wants to get in, we have to check the chart of racial harmony. It's ridiculous. No student should ever be forbidden from any opportunity, period, because of their skin color, no matter the color. This is elementary-level social studies.
0: Tony, there's a story that you tweeted about from the Indy Star that I want to get to here in just a moment. It's from Erica Heron, and I want to get to that, but one last thing on Virginia – What the hell is wrong with that state when it comes to education, whether it's this story, whether it's Loudoun and the drama that they went through there? like It's not like it's Portland, Oregon, or New York City. What is going on in Virginia? Why
2: always Virginia? Well, it's, it's the, the sludge of apathy. Virginia is a host of a ton of suburban districts of upper, upper middle class, lower upper class Americans who have pretty much coasted through everything for a very long time, especially in education. They never really looked over the shoulders of a lot of these schools to see what they were doing. And so what you see through a lot of these education stories is this apathy bringing forward the reaping of what was sowed. So if you don't pay attention to what's going on in your kid's life, don't be shocked when you find things that wasn't shoved in front of your face. That is a serious issue that we've seen in Virginia here, which is why Glenn Youngkin and his administration have launched so many investigations, because it is finally time for American parents to start looking over the shoulders of some of this nonsense. So Tony, you have a pinned
0: tweet on your Twitter account, at the Tonus. You've got a little issue with writer Erica Heron from the Indy Star. Take me through what this is about.
1: Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between.
2: Okay, so last year there was a bill passed in Florida, House Bill 1557. It is called the Florida Parental Rights and Education Act. Now, look, you you guys know that a lot of bills are named very special things. Uh, the bills are given the name by the author. They're supposed to convey something. And a lot of journalists don't feel comfortable using the very flowery script that is assigned to certain bills. And it's not uncommon for a lot of bills to receive nicknames. For example, the budget bill that was put through uh, just a couple of uh, weeks ago was called the Big Omnibus Spending Bill, even though that isn't the title of the bill itself. So in Florida, in this bill, there were a few points. One of the points in the bill stated that the school systems in Florida, from kindergarten to third grade, are not allowed to explicitly teach sexual content, gender identity or sexual orientation in kindergarten through third grade. You're not allowed to basically teach a class or teach a subject like, all right, kids, we're going to sit down and learn about gender or sexual orientation, et cetera. And a lot of LGBTQ advocates and a lot of Democrats got together and said, oh, this is the don't say gay bill. It means you can't say gay in the classroom. And so that narrative was thrown around the Internet for quite a while. There were billboards put up just with the word gay. What a waste of money because it's not at all illegal in any Florida school to say the word gay. So a lot of time has gone by since that bill was passed. And in that year, we have seen a lot of other states start to adopt this kind of legislation. It turns out it is popular with parents to not teach their children sexual-based curriculum in the kindergarten through the third grade and indiana is one of those states that's considering such a bill so uh heron over at the indy star she decided to cover this upcoming indiana bill but uh she forgot to read the the florida bill the three-page florida bill and. Um, and she decided to write an article saying Indiana lawmakers are getting ready to pass a don't say gay bill there in 2023. Oh, there it is. Oh, we're going to gaslight everybody, get the teachers' union all fired up, the ISTA screaming about it, the Indiana Democrats are screaming about it, the Indiana Capitol Chronicle, you know, publishing op eds without any kind of clarification. And so, just because of her laziness and apathy, and also because she's rather progressive and, and doesn't really distinguish advocacy from journalism, She made a choice to misidentify and misinform her readers, misidentify the bill and misinform her readers to scare everyone instead of reporting on the news. So I called her out on it.
1: One more thing before we let you go here, Tony Kinnett from Daily Signal. Uh, This, uh, You know, the hypocrisy out of Washington, Joe Biden uh, on the record in September saying, I can't believe how irresponsible Donald Trump is for (laughs) leaving classified documents in Melania Trump's panty drawer. Uh, You know, there was a a raid at Mar-a-Lago because of these classified documents. Well, I'll be damned if Joe Biden isn't being accused now of doing the same thing. Big picture. Does this uh, surprise? you at all are you concerned? what are your thoughts
2: surprise me no does it concern me? Yes uh, last fall, so not yesterday last fall, the Biden administration discovered discovered documents <sighs> that President Biden had been hiding away in one of his desks since he was vice president private documents about The United Kingdom, about Ukraine, about Iran, and documents that he did not have the right to own. He did not have the privilege to declassify those as a vice president, and he just had those with him. And according to the media narrative that I was told by everyone and their brother on the left side of the aisle – uh, apparently this means that it was high treason and, and how could you do something so horrible? National oh, security concern, yeah. Oh, yeah, <laughs> n- nuclear codes are of some sort, <laughs> even though that was never actually a thing. And so, yes, now, you know, the media, of course, you and I, you guys and I know, that the media knew about this last fall. Of course they did. They, they've been aware of this. Federal judges have been kind of looking over this whole situation for several months at least. You and I both know that someone out there in the media knew about it, and they didn't report on it, because there was an election going on, and we can't have Biden be guilty of the same stuff Trump was right before the election. Oh, the horror. (laughs) What are you working on at The Daily Signal, Tony? Uh, More reports on why red states are not safe in education. A lot of people think because they have a Republican majority in their state legislature, that means that we don't have to care about what's going on in public schools. They'll be fine. And not only is that not true, but red states are often worse in public education than blue states.
0: And that could ring true for us here in Indiana. Just because there's an R next to your governor's name doesn't necessarily mean that he is the same as Ron DeSantis.
2: Well, no, Governor Holcomb knows absolutely nothing about education at all. He, seriously, I, I've listened to him talk about education three times now, and every time I, it's like watching a freshman try to describe senior-level basketball. It's embarrassing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Tony Kennett on Twitter, at The Tonus. Thanks. Tony, thank
1: you. Thanks, Tony.